You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. Many organizations are putting a revenue operations role in place and growing that role into an entire team. But confusion around the RevOps role, the functions it performs, and where it goes as the revenue team grows and matures remain in place at many organizations. So how should you plan to develop your revenue operations function? I liked the concept of the roadmap. I drew a lot of inspiration from product teams um, because that's how they work. They work with the roadmap and they have, you know, um, feature requests that come in, but they work them into the roadmap. There's some things that they have to do that are high priority, right? If there's a bug, but there's also things that they can be more strategic with. And when you have that roadmap, it allows you to do that. That's Asia Corbett, Senior Revenue Operations Manager at Bread Financial, and she joined me on this episode of B2B Nation to talk about getting started in revenue operations for yourself and your company. Revenue operations is a term that's still fairly new to many organizations, but the functions the role performs have been around for quite some time. So Asia and I are going to talk about the RevOps role as it exists today, where it's going, and what makes for a successful revenue operator. Welcome to B2B Nation. Asia Corbett, welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute and tell us who you are and what you do? Yeah, so currently I am a senior revenue senior revenue operations manager at a large fintech company, and um, I'm responsible for. I'm on a, a RevOps team, and I'm responsible for uh, sales and solutions uh, process, you know, systems reports, things like that. And we have. Uh, or the half of our team focus on the other parts of the revenue uh, cycle. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a little bit more specialized generalist role, if you will. Um, but I have been in many different operations roles in my career. And so this is just the next next step. All right. So you had an interesting post on LinkedIn recently about getting started in RevOps and creating a roadmap. Can you walk us through your thoughts on getting started in RevOps and figuring out where you're going to go uh, at the beginning? Yeah, I think so. We all kind of understand that rev- revenue operations is a newer name for something that has existed for a while. Um, and the concept has existed for a while and now it's becoming more popular, if you will. And so when I um, was thinking about the next kind of steps of, okay, I've been in operations roles, but like, what do I want to do? And depending on the industry, is that going to change? And so I got into some roles that didn't have the title of revenue operations, but that's what I was focused on. It was sales and marketing and customer success support. Well, with tools and running reports and thinking about processes end to end. So revenue operations is really the function or discipline or person or team that is focused on supporting processes, business processes, business tools, um, the reporting and the metrics and enablement across all of the revenue generating team. So um, that's marketing through CS or whatever your post-sale team is and does. And um, what I had stumbled around with a lot was how to stay organized because, you know, the teams are constantly asking you for things, things are constantly broken in your systems. And it's like, how do you 
manage all of that, but also think about what, where, how, how are you forward thinking and forward looking? What should I be anticipating or how should I think about process improvements across these different teams and, and tools and where can we optimize? And so uh, I liked the concept of the roadmap. I drew a lot of inspiration from product teams um, because that's how they work. They work with the roadmap and they have, you know, um, feature requests that come in, but they work them into the roadmap. There's some things that they have to do that are high priority, right? If there's a bug, but there's also things that they can be more strategic with. And when you have that roadmap, it allows you to do that. So um, I remember being a team of one and I was like, okay, I have to, <laughs> I have to get organized. So the first thing was, um, the roadmap is like a two-piece exercise. The first part is coming up with the request process so that you can intake requests from the team and not be overwhelmed and you have a place to manage everything, centralize uh, all of those. And also uh, you can use that to show how much work you're doing so you can get justification for resources. Like, hey, I can't do all this stuff. Um, and then the second part is the roadmap. And the roadmap is... Um, an exercise that will take a little bit of time, but it is worth it overall. And I like to start with something like, like a process audit. So what are the current business processes that we're running right now? Like, what are we doing for lead scoring, for example? Are we doing it or are we not? How, how does our inbound lead process work? Um, how are our systems connected or how is our Salesforce connected to our marketing automation platform? How is it connected to the sales engagement platform if we're using, you know, an outreach or a sales loft or something like that? Um, kind of listing those things out and seeing how they connect to each other, laying that over the buyer's journey, whatever your buyer's journey looks like for your company and industry, and then starting to see, okay, where might there be areas for optimization? And then you will have to go on you know, a little tour of interviews with the go-to-market teams to understand like how things are working for them. And then from there, you can kind of align that with company objectives to start to inform what kinds of projects might be important to work on for the year. I think a lot of us have roadmaps in our head. I don't know if that makes them official roadmaps or not, right? But like, <laughs> I feel like every role I've had, I've kind of thought, well, like, then this is going to happen and we'll have uh -huh. this. And uh -huh. yes. and just that exercise of putting it down somewhere. Yeah, it's very hard to work out of your head. I don't know who has done it successfully, but if you're one of those people, I like more power to you for sure. But the benefit also of having it documented somewhere is that you can share it with other people because if other people can't live in your head, they can't see what's what's going on there. So if you have it documented and written, written down somewhere, you can share that with people, you can share progress, you can say, hey, look at all of these things that you know we're working on. Here are the things that we've delivered. Here are the things that are coming in from the business too that need to be fit into this roadmap um, because the roadmap should be like signed off by all your your boss and then the executive team they should know okay here are these um, revenue high priority revenue operations projects they're all tied to company goals or objectives and that's what this person or team is working on yeah you mentioned that the revops label is still a relatively new concept although most of the work was being done under various labels so what are the what are the common misconceptions around Rev the RevOps role and its responsibilities? 
Oh man, I'm sure one that many people are familiar with is that revenue operations is just sales operations uh, or revenue operations is system admin or Salesforce admin, or it's, it's only focused on the tech stack piece or it's only focused on like running reports and forecasting. And that's not really what it is. I mean, if your uh, company does decide that they want or need a specialized role, then that's great, but like you have to call a spade a spade. <laughs> then you you want a sales operations manager. You don't want a revenue operations manager. So um, that's like probably the biggest misconception is that revenue operations is sales operations, and it's not. Sales is only one piece of the revenue generating engine, right? If we can agree that marketing generates revenue because they generate pipeline and CS does as well, those are revenue generating teams. Those need to be supported operationally by someone who is looking end to end and through and how all of the processes and how all of the systems are connected because specialization is really important. Like sales operations shouldn't go away and marketing operations uh, marketing operations shouldn't go away. Those those roles should exist, but those functions those teams are focused on one area and not the whole picture. Um, and so while like it, it is important, especially if you're in a larger company, right? But but there, there ideally is somebody overseeing it, an operations leader or person who's who's thinking across everything and uniting all of those operations functions together. It's very hard to do that when the when the roles are siloed or they're reporting into the business unit themselves. I've experienced that. I'm sure, a lot of other people have as well. And so it's it would be nice as as revenue operations is gaining more visibility and more companies are starting to think about adding that role to their organization, whether you're you know Series A or a large enterprise uh, public company, thinking about okay who is that what does that team look like who's that person how do we think about this holistic approach this holistic process approach so that there aren't like gaps it's a thing that. People also talk about as revenue operations is meant to uh, bring more alignment across these teams. But in order to do that, you have to think about all the teams and not just focused on one. If that makes sense. What makes someone a good fit for the revenue operations role at this point, as far as I know, although I've been surprised recently by the things people can major and minor in in college uh, recently. Um, I don't think you can go major in in RevOps, but who knows? So what's the relevant experience? What makes someone a good fit for the role? Yeah, so I think that you have to be comfortable with some level of constant change. Uh, You have to be very adaptable. So this is like, like the soft skill side is being able to be adaptable, being able to do things very tactically, that's what we say. Um, so that's like, okay, there's a bug. How am I going to go fix that bug in Salesforce? And there's the strategic part per se, where you're thinking, how do I build out this roadmap? How do I link all these processes together? How do I think about and propose when I should make a change? Who should I loop in? How should I get buy-in? Those kinds of things. So probably, you know, if you've taken some communications classes in college, that might help you. I don't think that the degree really um, matters when it comes to that. Like I studied economics and statistics, so I have a pretty like analytical background. But what I think is important 
Um, and what is not emphasized enough is like those process and project management skills. Because again, like even rolling out a new tool. So even if you you are focused on Salesforce at your company, if you want to roll out something new that connects with Salesforce, that's a project. And you got to be able to put together a project plan, know who to include in that plan, put a start and end date on it, list all the tasks out, and then you might end up um, being the person to execute on it. But you also have to plan that as well, because there's no one who's going to do that for you. So I think if you like fast paced work, if you like interacting with a lot of different people on a day-to-day basis, if you like um, that strategic like planning sort of part, I think that's also important. Um, not that technical skills aren't like, I definitely know how to use sheets and Excel and formulas and things like that and know how to run reports. But I think um, if you can like, if you have the skill set already, the project management skill set already, that's really good. But if you can upskill into that and sort of uh, find a passion for that too, that's going to take you so far. So those things, and I think, you know, if you have the, the technical background, sure, you could get into RevOps too. There's, there's nothing wrong with having a good technical foundation, like a Salesforce admin uh, certified person, but really like as technical as you have to be, you still have to manage people's expectations. And a lot of that comes with the, those project management skills that I, I learned like later into my career. And I wish that I had done upfront. It would have probably saved me a little bit of headaches in the beginning, for sure. Yeah, when you're when your parents and teachers told you you needed to be me more organized, that's, uh, that's. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely need to need to be able to organize work. I think uh, any role really, but especially when you work are working really cross functionally like that, it's easy to forget stuff. It's easy to to forget things or leave people out by accident when you're moving that fast and you are that busy. Uh, so organizational skills are really important. Communication yeah. skills are really important. And if you like doing that kind of stuff, how do I solve a problem? Then I, I think revenue operations is for you. I think the first time we talked about RevOps on B2B Nation was about a year ago. So this is like our second episode that's kind of devoted um, to the RevOps role. Look ahead in your crystal ball a year from now. If we were to one year from now revisit RevOps again, what do you think we'd be talking about? I think that uh, <laughs> there's there's kind of two answers I have. There's a hopeful one and there's maybe a more realistic one. And to be honest with you, I think we're going to have maybe barely agreed on the definition of revenue operations because I, I do see a lot of different ones. I do see people saying, well, what is revenue operations still? And we talk about it in, in various operations communities as well. Many people ask, what is revenue operations and what should it include? So in a year, the more hopeful side of me is, is seeing that companies have bought into like the, the charter, right? That revenue operations is this function that is a united go-to-market operations function. And it is focused not solely on tech and not solely on reporting and analytics and data, but it is really this holistic 
process, systems and reporting enablement, all of those pieces together make up that revenue operations function and that it is necessary. <laughs> um, how the team is structured based on your company, yes, that can be changed or adjusted. It's not like every single company has to have sales ops, marketing ops, and CS ops under a revenue operations director. Um, but somebody who is thinking holistically, that person to build out the team, the team may be like ours is structured with two RevOps sort of PMs who specialize in focusing on some teams and then an enablement person. Or it might be, you know, one person who's like a PM um, and then one person who is a data analyst and then one person who's an admin, right? But the, the, the goal would be that person who's leading that team is the revenue, revenue operations leader. So they're thinking about all those different teams. They're supporting marketing and sales and uh, CS and whatever else contributes to the revenue, maybe support. Um, but in a year, realistically, I, I feel like we're still going to be defining, <laughs> defining what revenue operations is because, you know, change takes time. As, as it starts to gain more and more traction and, and uh, more and more people and executives are talking about it because that's going to be important too for executives to be bought in on the vision, the C-suite to say, okay, yeah, that's, that's something we need to add into our organizational structure. Then uh, we'll get a little bit farther past the, <laughs> past the definition, past the 101. There are lots of articles that, that did define it these days, but I don't think that it's, fully set in yet now i've been looking forward to asking you this question because we yeah. ask this of just about everybody on b2b nation yes uh, and when i think you're probably going to hate this when i think about RevOps, i think about one certain tool that it seems like everybody in the role has to know really well and be a certified admin oh, <laughs> come on come on <laughs> Look, so what is your favorite <laughs> tool? What is I the one thing you can't work without? And as usual, we say don't use your phone unless you're going to cite a specific app because we're all useless without our phone. So what, uh, what do you got? You know, I could definitely say hands down the tool would be Lean Data. My favorite one outside of like the CRM. The CRM is the core. You need a CRM. Um, and I'm a, I'm a fan of Salesforce. But uh, Lean Data is a Salesforce native app and it's for... Um, lead inbound lead routing and lead to account matching actually we actually don't use it right now but maybe one day um but i have used it three times and it is just like i don't know what it is about the tool i think i had a really good experience with their implementation team or their yeah their implementation team a while back and i have never forgotten that and um like i just the the culture of the company, uh, the thought leadership from their CEO, who is like the father of RevOps, revenue operations, before it was a thing. Um, you know, that all kind of plays into how I, how I think about the tool. Uh, but I also like it because of all of the really cool things you can do with it. Um, I like would be remiss if I said I didn't have a favorite tool. I definitely like tools. I know that I do talk a lot about how processing is important and all of that should be tool agnostic, but you know, 
lean data is one of my favorites um salesforce is for my crm but uh i think that's it i mean i do like asana from a from an internal revenue operations like how do i work with my how do i organize my work asana would be my favorite it's been pointed out to me before that the way i posed that question what is your favorite tool the one you can't work without that they don't necessarily mean the same thing because a lot of people are like i know the tool i can't work it out but it's not my favorite (laughs) oh interesting (laughs) Hmm. yeah that's an interesting way to look at it i didn't even think about that i those are my favorite okay and i am working without some of them so it's like Oh, it's sad, but you know, one day <laughs> I have hope that I will use them again. All right. Asia Corbett, thanks for appearing on B2B Nation. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Thanks again to Asia Corbett for joining us today on B2B Nation. Thanks also to the technology advice crew, Amy Dunn and KJ Pace. You can subscribe to B2B Nation on Apple, Google, Spotify, or SoundCloud, or wherever you go to get your podcasts. Mnemonics in the Guild wrote our theme song. We'll catch you next time on B2B Nation.